Welcome to Tea Talks. I am your host, Ethan Turr, and with me is my co-host, Tim Elkana. Tim, you want to say hi to the fans out there? Yo, what up, guys? This is, uh, this is Tim, and this is Ethan. Uh, welcome back to Tea Talks, episode two. Uh, thank you again to all returning viewers from episode one. We highly appreciate you and your consistency. And to all non-returning viewers, to all new ones, welcome to Tea Talks. This is essentially just uh, an opportunity for Ethan and I to catch up. We've been longtime friends from, from college, and given the pandemic, we thought this was a good way to reconnect over a podcast and then share all these info with you guys. Yes, you are now part of our friendship journey. So it's a fun way of saying, listen to us banter and have a good time and talk about random things. Um, speaking of our random topics of the day, we're going to start off with our post-college experience talk about the two years since we graduated and what that's been like. Yes, sir. And we're going to jump into a favorites game. Isn't that right, Tim? It's a favorites game. That's going to be quizzing each other on our favorites. If you guys watch Love Island or any one of these other trash love shows, you might know favorites <laughs> game is essentially just trying to make sure that we each know each other well. So I'll be saying like, yo, Ethan, what's, what's my favorite food? And then Ethan would guess, and he'd do the same thing for me. That's right. We're going to see who's the better friends. And then, uh, that's right. We're going to see who's the better friends. And then, uh, basically <laughs> the answer is neither one of us. <laughs> neither. <laughs> we're both really bad friends. Yeah. That's, that's right. <laughs> we're all friends. Um, and then we're going to do a 2020 story. I alluded to this in our last episode, um, that everyone has their 2020 story. So Tim and I are going to talk about some of the positive aspects of 2020 kind of put a positive spin on, this whole year so yeah it's true 2020 has been pretty bad so far and so we just kind of want to make light of really difficult situations things from rbg brianna taylor obviously the whole covid situation uh, job job security but there are a lot of positives within all of this all of these clouds of gray and we want to take this time to highlight that individually in our lives but then afterwards we're going to talk about the m a of the week um, not sure if this is going to be like a returning segment uh, every week, but really interested in a lot of the movings and shakings going on right now in the world. This week, it's going to be Microsoft and ZeniMax, or better known as Bethesda. So it'll be a really cool time to chat about that. And then we're diving into movies and TV. Yeah, so I wanted to uh, pick a popular movie or TV show and kind of dissect it, what, why I think it's popular and why you guys should maybe check it out. So this week, uh, we're going to talk about The Boys which is an Amazon show, which is so popular that they've already decided to make a spinoff of the show. So it's only season two that's coming out. That's a really exciting show. And then we're going to wrap it up. We're going to talk about future guests that we're going to have on. And yeah, hopefully you guys will enjoy this podcast. So let's jump right in. Let's kick it off with the post-college experience segment. So Tim, how has your experience been since you graduated in 2018? Well, you know, it's like... <laughs> it's all right. All right, this is a quick segment called. All right, guys, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Join us next week. Uh, oh, Post college is okay. Post grad, post grad's been good. I they always said college was like best years of your life growing up, and especially so. We both went to university called Cal Poly, California Polytechnic State University. Pr- pretty good university, I think. Smack dab in the middle of California, right on the coast. Beautiful place. Uh, a lot of activities to do. Uh, a lot of people to meet. And then coming out of that, I think it's difficult to get into the trend of post-grad life or adulthood, especially. So I, I left Cal Poly and I went to move back home. 
A lot of people stayed in Cal Poly. A lot of people lived in the city. So obviously very different experiences for each person. I think mine was great in the way that I was able to come home, run free, connect with my family, meet up friends from back home. Uh, a lot of really, really great upsides to that. I immediately started working after college. I graduated around springtime and I started working in summertime. So I had a brief three-month period of respite, but after that, I jumped straight into work. Uh, I, I, do, I work in the business space and consulting, and so a lot of my work is travel-heavy. So it's kind of fun jumping out of college and immediately doing some more travel. I think it was a really cool experience. So I got to experience a lot of different stuff from waiting in the airport for like hours for flights being delayed to enjoying wine every Friday at the office, uh, which unfortunately we don't get to do anymore. But that was like a quick one minute segment of like what my post-grad experience has been. Uh, If I were to sum it up in a sentence, I would say diversity. So a lot of different stuff to do up until COVID happened. And then it's been mundanity, which is literally, I'm just sitting in front of my computer at my desk, maybe for like 12 hours a day and working. What about you, Ethan? How's, how's your post-grad experience? Yeah, that was a good, I want to, I want to touch back on some things. Maybe we'll come back to your experience in a bit, but for me, it was, I would say it would describe it more as like a roller coaster. So after I graduated in springtime of 20,000, Oh my God, did I want to say 2018? Okay, so in 2018, when I graduated, I went, I actually stayed in San Luis Obispo. So I got a job working at a startup called Unanimous AI. I interned for them in college, and then they hired me on as their program manager. That was a really cool experience. I learned a lot in a short amount of time. I actually studied like entrepreneurship, and so I was really excited to work at a startup. And then that quickly faded away. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, it, I mean, I don't think anyone tells you how much work it is to be in a startup when like everyone is relying on you, but that was crazy. I remember I like worked through the July 4th weekend. That was the first time I was like, oh, wow, this is very different than what I was expecting my life to be like after graduating. Um, sorry, can I stop you there? You work through the July 4th weekend. Like, what does that mean? Is that like you come into the office working like long days and all that? What does that look like? It was my boss told me, if you don't get this done, like you're effed. And I was like, but tomorrow's a holiday. And he was like, I don't care. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess my life in slow changed a lot once everyone like moved out from Cal Poly. And so I had to start over with my social life. I, my family's in LA, so I would like visit them often, but it took a long time to adjust to being an adult, I guess, you know, being an independent adult working full time is very different than being college and, you know, studying air quotes. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of job hopped around the job market in San Luis Obispo wasn't great. And then I moved back home this year after I got laid off because of COVID. So it's been a, been a roller coaster for sure but uh yeah that's been my so to sum up my post-college experience i would say it's been eye-opening and a wild ride for sure you say it's a wild ride like a roller coaster what would you say is like the wildest thing during this post post uh grad experience the wildest thing yeah um, the most roller coastery what's the biggest drop what's the biggest decline yeah I guess it was from going from like being laid off to my first job to like 
going on a vacation to like Europe, just, you know, you know, F it, you know, I'm done. I need a break. And I just, for a month I went to Europe. So it's, that's why it's like ups and downs. Like you don't really get time for vacations when you're working, but as soon as you are let go, you're like, Oh, I'm going to go travel, I guess is my attitude. So that was my like roller coaster experience. Okay. Now back to you, Tim, because you, you said a lot of things there about like traveling and I think you, it sounds like you missed that in-person experience of being in the office, but from what I heard, like, wasn't most of your job, like, always, like, working from home for the most part? It was, I feel like it was a little mixed bag. Like, uh, I said earlier, it was kind of dynamic. And I mean that from, like, the work level, the travel level, but also just, like, location-based. So I would go to the office every Friday. We have, like, a home office out in San Francisco. Uh, it's a good place to reconnect, and I'd go there consistently, trying to, like, make networks, enjoy the, the free food, the free wine. But then I would also go to client sites Monday through Thursday. And so depending on where that was, whether it's out in D.C. or in Texas or in San Francisco or South Bay, I would go travel depending on that. And if a client said, hey, just work from home, then I would just work from home. Got it. Yeah. So I guess, did you like that aspect of the job that you're constantly either moving or you said mundanity? <laughs> mundanity. Well, now it's, it's like, mundanity because I'm not doing that. Oh, you're not traveling. Right. Oh, yeah, you also said something about, like, social, that social aspect of, like, going to the Bay, hanging out with your, like, colleagues and, like, friends. So I think it was really interesting coming back and seeing a lot of these high school friends who weren't there uh, before. So I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I I didn't really chat with a lot of high school friends once I left. Like, there was a core group I connected with, but for the majority, a lot of the people that I saw, I just, I didn't reach out to, not out of, like, malintent or anything, just, I think like you know when you go to college there's a lot of stuff going on you're meeting a lot of people it's just trying to fit all that within the day you're obviously going to lose out connections with a lot of people so just coming back to the bay was kind of cool because i live in the suburbs everyone here pretty much came back to where they're from so i got to see a lot of people who also moved back home and started working for areas uh, for for companies in a similar area Uh, so that was kind of fun you know i i didn't get the same experience living in slow like you did like uh, you came out and immediately had like a network. I feel like that was pretty cool. Uh, I came back and I had to like, sort of like reconnect with my old friends, which is really fun. But yeah, it was, it was cool. It was good vibes out here. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. What about you? How was, how was leaving, leaving Cal Poly, moving five feet down the street and then working slow? Yeah, exactly. It's the town actually has changed so much. I think like this small towns, like, when you have been living there for six years in San Luis Obispo and from getting there until when I left, the town like changed so much like that. The stores downtown changed the uh, amount of like technology. Like there was a huge entrepreneurial community that was becoming very strong in San Luis Obispo. But yeah, just, I would say once you're not in the college bubble though, when you've graduated, the, the magic of it kind of goes away quickly because I personally didn't enjoy the going downtown and bar hopping every weekend. Like that wasn't my experience, but a lot of people did like that part of it. I like San Luis Obispo because it was so close to nature, 10 minute drive from the beach, or you could hike something with a beautiful view also 10 minutes away. So that, that was why I enjoyed the area. Dude, being in a little tree over there. 
Yeah, I guess I do love me some trees. What kind of guy are you like a pine tree kind of guy? Eucalyptus, actually. That's my, my brand of choice. Yeah, tree koala. Brand. Uh, <laughs> koala. <laughs> yes, koalas are actually the OG tree huggers. So, yeah, I, that, that's what I enjoyed. And uh, unfortunately, with COVID, they just the town changed very quickly where you couldn't do anything like recreational or fun. And so I just decided I could be home and having quality time with my family, which I'm sure you've had for a while now. But for me, it was like nice to see my family for a longer period of time than just a weekend or something like that. That's nice. I feel like that's the solid balance of a lot of different things. Do you get the nature right now in LA? Not really. I mean, we just had like the fires and can't even go outside. Too, yeah, that I I like nature, like camping, where you can see the stars or a bear, but <laughs> not, <laughs> not not nature. Actually, I uh, yeah, exactly. I actually saw a baby rattlesnake on my last hike. I went here. That was scary. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do like the nat- I do like nature, so I'll probably keep doing that no matter where I go. That's awesome. Hey, speaking of Tahoe, I'm actually going back to Tahoe with with another good friend uh, from college, Ivy. So we're going to Tahoe like the 16th just to hang out, uh, spend a weekend there. Hopefully no bears, fingers crossed. Yeah, you guys should you should have Ivy on. We should have her as a guest. Yeah, fun. yeah. You know what? She'd, she'd probably hate and say no. Oh, really? But we'll Maybe love her as a guest. You'd be like... Hey, Ivy, I know we're in Tahoe, but I have to record this podcast. You're going to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ivy, we're driving over. Can you hold this real quick? Can you hold my phone? Hit record. That'll be, that'll be the gist oh my gosh. That, That's basically what we did. Do you remember when we wine tasting? We like basically forced Tyler to be a guest of our podcast. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so fun. Uh, we were at a winery overlooking like beautiful view. This dude, Tyler, came up and he's like, yeah. So background, we were the only guests there. And like it honestly like. It, it was quiet, and so we could just pull out our phone, hit record. Tyler came over, and we just chatted with him, and he was an unwilling guest. Yes, so we have a pattern now. I think we should switch gears a little bit, maybe see, test our friendship. What do you think Ooh. with the favorite game? Okay, okay. See, I'm like, I'm a little, I'm excited for this, but I'm also a little worried, because I know I'm not going to do well. You're going to ask me, like, what's my favorite food? And I'm going to be like, ugh, uh, toothpaste? <laughs> okay, well... You know, if you if you don't know the answer, you can just like be wildly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, solid. Do you wanna do you wanna kick us off with a question? Okay, so I'll start with uh, favorite food. <laughs> All right, so wait, let me so let me start off by trying to guess your favorite food. Okay, and then you'll guess my favorite food, and then we'll reveal the answer afterwards. Tit for tat. All right, I like it. Yeah. So I think your favorite food. Oh, uh, this might be racist. God, I hate. <laughs> <laughs> you like gonna dog? Say, I was gonna say like sushi or something, but yeah, I, I'll, I'll I do like dog. sushi. Full disclosure. You do? Okay. Well, Is I'm it racist though that I guess that? I mean, I'm not <laughs> Japanese, so I guess no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So you, you were pretty okay. close, by the way. Like sushi is, is one of my favorites. All right. Wait. So are you gonna reveal what your favorite food is, or are you gonna guess mine? Uh, let me guess yours. Um, okay. I know the most common food you probably eat is peanut butter banana sandwich, shortly followed by like avocado sandwich. 
Damn. I feel like attacked right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would say that you're you're right, but I think my favorite food has always been like a veggie burger and fries. But I I do love avocado, and I do eat peanut butter and banana sandwiches a lot. So I'll I'll give you a point. <laughs> no, no, one point out of two. I, I appreciate yeah. the pity point. <laughs> What's your favorite food? I I think I mean. I feel like I should give you a point for sushi also because I that's like in my top five, top three maybe. But my favorite one is fried chicken. Seriously? Like, yeah, absolutely. You ever seen me with fried chicken? I'll devour it, whole thing, whole plate. And it can be any fried chicken, you know. It could be KFC, Popeyes. It can be American style, Southern style. But what I really like is like the, the Asian fried chicken. So sometimes it's Korean, sometimes it's popcorn chicken, sometimes it's like like barbecue or something. or something. What was that? Like Korean barbecue? Korean, <laughs> I actually don't like Korean barbecue chicken because Korean barbecue, you're supposed to do it over like a grill and there's a certain way of cooking it. Korean fried chicken is phenomenal though because you can't fry on a grill. Like BBQ is pretty fire too. Okay, so we both got one pity point that round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are we saying, we're saying two is the max, right? And then one is like, you kind of got it. I was thinking more of um, whose line is it anyways where the points don't matter. <laughs> at the end it's it's a bad um, friendship yeah we're just having fun here there's there's no pressure to guess each other's favorite stuff yeah, what podcast <laughs> oh yeah i'm not recording are you recording oh no i, I forgot to hit record <laughs> oh, all right so your turn to ask a favorites question okay favorite tv show oh that's that's interesting okay so i'll, I'll try to guess yours first okay Man, I you don't watch that much TV, do you? I I, I, get, I don't watch TV. I know, but you're. I'm wondering if like your favorites are like my favorites because I like, forced you to watch them. But they may have some overlap. I don't remember us like watching like shows together. Okay, I feel like you bring guess. up a show and then you get me into it, and then I go off on my own and independently watch that. Yeah, and then, like reconvene. You you told me about Death Note. I wonder if that would be. I'm going to guess like an anime like Death Note or maybe Avatar, something like that. Okay. Okay. I see. I see the racism continue throughout <laughs> this game. You know, just because you're your own stereotype doesn't mean I'm racist. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what was your favorite? Shalom News Network? <laughs> uh, yeah, Fiddler on the Roof, obviously. Come on, Tim. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, okay. Let me, let me guess yours. I think it may be, you know, I feel like the boys is new, but. I think it's too new to be like a favorite. I gotta say maybe like Rick and Morty. Yeah, that's that's definitely my top five. I'll give you that. Okay. Okay, so my favorite of all time is Breaking Bad. Wow, good choice. Breaking and Game of Thrones is a close second, and then I guess Rick and Morty would be like my third. Is Game of Thrones with season eight or is it ends at season six finale? No, the whole show. The whole show is still my number two. I, I love those characters so much. So That's I'm going to say, oh, what about you? Was I, was I wrong? I, I, I didn't actually watch Death Note the whole way through. I watched like maybe like 10 episodes. Um, so, you so like were raved about it so much. You, you're trying to get me to watch it so bad. I remember this. I actually watched it all the way through because I liked it. Wow. Did you like the movie or the animated like anime? I oh, know the movie was horrible. I watched the animated. Oh, Jesus. You said the movie was awful for Death Note? 
Yes. Yeah, so the the movie I didn't like that was made by like Night Shyamalan or something. I know that I'm thinking of Avatar. No, but the movie wasn't good. It was on Netflix. The show I watched and I had to read all of the subtitles, but it was still worth it. I, I really enjoyed the show. But you're the one who recommended it to me, so that's I why. I, that's why I thought you would like that show. But <laughs> I, I, I do like it. I enjoyed like whatever I watched up until. Um, Hey, spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this up until the detective's death. What's his name? Is it L or is it Light? Yeah, they just let her. I don't remember which letter. <laughs> like one of them died, and then that was uh, that was when I was like stopped. And then they got like two new two new detectives, like his cousins or something like that. Uh, and yeah, I, was, I, I can't watch anymore. That wasn't very good. But so, what, what was your favorite show then? I would say it's Black Mirror. Oh, really? Yeah, or The Office. You, so you got me in a black mirror actually which is really funny our junior year in college yeah because i i kind of helped you see that it was they had like many layers to it there was so much depth in those hour shows that it was worth watching like you you told me to watch an episode first that wasn't the season one episode one pilot and i'm so glad you did that and didn't have me watch that first episode first because jesus christ <laughs> what a disaster of an episode you remember that? I mean, I watched that episode first when I saw the show, and I was, was hoping that it wasn't going to be like that for the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, should I just like reveal why? I, I'll let people like watch it for themselves. It's pretty bad. It's phenomenal episode, guys. Uh, Easily the best. You have to start with that. If you're watching Black Mirror, that's the one to watch. It's. I guarantee. I, it's a I feel movie. like we're not. We're not doing too horribly on this game so far. You're, you're acting like we wouldn't know each other that well, but we've been pretty close. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you, what's your favorite drink? Like alcohol or beverage of choice? Okay. Yeah, that's going to be my question. I swear to God, if, you, if your drink has sugar in it, man. <laughs> oh, man. Well. <laughs> for context, I'm trying to get Ethan to stop drinking sugar because it's bad for you. It's It's number one cause of diabetes. Uh, obviously it's also very tasty yeah so that's my 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 main addiction in life is sugar so it's gonna be a lifelong battle that's that's so Um, sweet but i know this about myself so that's my own cross to bear (laughs) okay so for you let me guess i don't know pina colada it's just okay coca-cola (laughs) Ginger ale. <laughs> your final answer? It's a LaCroix. Yeah, it's actually water. Okay, Dick. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this hydro homie over here. Oh, man. Okay, let me try to guess your favorite beverage. I feel like you... You like the seltzer waters? I, I'm trying to... I think because you do like water... But it's like the new little bougie, what are they called? The the ones all the girls drink now. I'm not helping you guess. The ones all the girls you drink know. now? You're segmenting <laughs> the market that far? <laughs> like a fresca, but not that. <laughs> oh, fresca. <laughs> That's a flash forward to uh, the boys, by the way. I'll explain later. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to guess like a seltzer water drink. So... I'll do an answer first. Was I close? You were you were spot on. My favorite drink is a white claw. 
<laughs> thank you. Why <laughs> uh, wouldn't you say it? <laughs> you called me out right away. Like black cherry white claw, lime white claw, mango white claw. Like give me the sparkling. I just a little bit of vodka in it. Yeah, I I know you pretty well, I guess. But you didn't like that I called it a girly drink, did you? I I will admit that I love girly drinks. Like I don't like the manly, like the whiskey or any of that stuff. You know, like, like I I do like some of the darker ones, but honestly, it's it's not my thing. Okay, so you were actually pretty right with the pina colada. Oh yeah, I love like cocktails. So not necessarily pina coladas, but like if I'm gonna order something my favorite thing to order is something like a fruity like drink with like maybe tequila and rum in it i actually have like malibu on my desk right now with rum hey we're gonna so, have to make sure to uh control f bar that one <laughs> he didn't say the <laughs> safe word by the way our safe word is also malibu guys so <laughs> in case we mess up or anything the indicator within the system this is like some fancy nlp system it takes our audio and then turns it into transcribed text Malibu is the keyword to cut anything. Yeah, so I think we were both right. We both get two points on that one. Good job. Ooh, nice. All right. All right. Do you want to? How much more of this do you want to do? I think we're. Well, how, how we long? Do one we and one, one and two, two and one, and then two and two. Do you want to do a tiebreaker? Want to do one more? All right. So this is for all the marbles then. All right. A lot of marbles at stake here. I don't know. Favorite vegetable wait really <laughs> you're not gonna guess mine yeah i know i'm not gonna guess serious okay let me guess for you gonna... i i have a feeling it's a it's avocado avocado is not a vegetable it's a fruit there's a giant pit in it oh semantics okay okay i'm sorry do you just want to say fruit or vegetable is that <laughs> i don't i don't know if avocado would be right in that case carrot not carrots, just yeah. a singular carrot. I'm going to say for you, like, a nice big cucumber. <laughs> okay. All right. How did you know? How did you know? I, I I know you didn't think I wasn't looking, but when we lived together, I, I saw what you did with that cucumber. You found it <laughs> under my bed. <laughs> yeah. I, I had to stop the cucumber fairy from taking it away. So you're welcome. I slept on the uh, floor too, which made it even worse. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so uh, we both lost that round. Um, <laughs> For the record, my favorite vegetable is garlic. Oh, I probably could have guessed that. Didn't you say that last episode? I said that um, in Tahoe during our our pilot pilot, our pilot of the pilot. So you're not a vampire. Yeah. So you want to like tell that to our our listeners. Definitely not a vampire. Guys, when we get famous, just send me garlic. Like, send me money and send me garlic. That's all I need. You don't even need famous. You just need one loyal fan to send you garlic for life. Oh, that's, that's you true. Need. You know, uh, they say you're about right about avocados. You're, what's, what's you're your spot on. I love, I love avocados, but I don't consider that a vegetable. <laughs> so, I don't know. What, what um, is a vegetable? Like, what is your favorite then? My favorite vegetable. Dill pickle? Hmm. Yeah, no, potato. Potato, duh. I don't even want to, have to think about that. Potatoes are in everything. I, I live off of potatoes. <laughs> potato chips, french fries, vodka, 
<laughs> that is like oh, they do custard. they do make that out of potatoes uh, yeah so yeah i'm gonna say potato uh wow i so yeah my mind. if i have some loyal fans you can also send me potatoes uh, potatoes uh, and garlic potatoes. folks yeah we're, we're easy don't you don't have to pay us just send us potatoes and garlic <laughs> <laughs> let's go um, okay so favorites game key outcomes we actually know each other a little bit better than we thought we did. Also learned that apparently avocado is not a vegetable. So thank you for that information. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't know why you're, you're like doubting that we didn't know each other well. The whole reason we started a podcast is because we're like good friends. So I wasn't expecting this to like go horribly wrong. <laughs> I, I was a pessimist. I was expecting to come in and you to say, oh, you know what? Your favorite food is probably fried rice. Turns out yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, food. it was... <laughs> so, so moving off the favorites game i think we're going to chat about some of the more positive aspects of 2020 i think it's been a pretty rough year this week rbg just died and they're trying to fill our spot with some other justice accelerating that process as fast as possible in case november goes against the the conservative side but a lot of good things happen in 2020 also ethan what's what's some of the good stuff that happened to you to me or like generally like around the world because you started talking about Ruth Bader Ginsburg as a negative. So. Well, her death was a negative. Right. Her life was positive. I mean, her life was positive. She's so, an OG. Yeah. I, I think 2020 has been a real like growth experience for me. I learned a lot about myself and what I want in my life. So, you know, I went from a job that I hated and in the beginning of 2020, I thought I was going to like continue that job for a while. And when that didn't happen, I quickly realized why was I even like forcing myself to do that? And so I started kind of doing self projects like this. The, the podcast is an example. I signed up for like this thing called the Creator Institute, which is a program for new authors to write a book in 10 months. So I'm really excited for that. And I feel like my life has gone in a lot of different directions, but it's starting to feel more positive overall now. So it started off negative in 2020, but eventually, you know, just like everything else, you kind of figure out what you want and you get it. So what about you, Tim? How has 2020 been positive for you? I feel like in a lot of ways, well, first off, I think that's dope, really finding yourself and trying to find an occupation or a job or a, a purpose or a calling in life, I think is really important. And doing it at 24 is much better than doing it at, you know, 35. But in terms of me, I think, I don't know, positives are kind of kind of hard to find, especially in a sea of gray. Some of the cool stuff that's happened is I was able to reconnect with, with you during Tahoe. I think that was really fun getting away from this whole mess of COVID. We were able to go hang out in Tahoe in an empty house or an empty section of the house. I pretty much just chill there and just work. In the middle uh, of nowhere. <laughs> middle of nowhere. It truly was like middle of nowhere, 45 minutes from the nearest gas station and, and food place. Like crazy. What about like uh, work? Has, has there any been any aspects to maybe your job or your professional development, anything like that? I think it's work is still busy, but I think the downtime has let me really discover more areas of business. I've started learning financial modeling 
um, going to be really good for a, for a strat ops role when I end up exiting the firm eventually. I got roped into some really cool planning projects with one of our, one of our divisions. I can't really talk too much about all these details, but essentially really cool stuff going on at the company that I've been really fortunate and grateful to be a part of. Weren't you telling me like when we, when we were back in college, you wanted to be in strategy like so bad and you finally got to that point this year. So that's pretty like awesome. I did. I was a clout chaser. I was, I was chasing that SNL role, <laughs> but Cal Poly, uh, unfortunately, didn't recruit for SNO roles. Uh, they only did it at, like, at Berkeley and I think LA, potentially, some places in LA. So I came in as technology, and, you know, like, I wasn't hating on it. I just, I knew I was a potentially better fit in another place. Turns out I really like technology. I like that area. So I chilled in that for, like, an hour, uh, for not, for like, a, for, like, a year, a year and a half. I actually ended up really loving it but then ended up getting put into the strategy sector just by nature of all the people I work with. Um, I think my network grew in that area. And then I ended up doing a project there for like a year in the strategy group. And I was really tight. And for some reason they thought, Hey, why not put this guy in strategy? So I've, I've ultimately officially made the change into strategy, which is kind of a cool thing. I can like brag about it, but only to like the five or six people who really care. <laughs> but, but aside from that, like, I think I'm, I'm very happy and lucky to be at a point where I can say, yeah, I'm, I'm really in the group that I want. And also, even if I wasn't, I would be still happy about that. It's just, you know, yeah. one of the good things to look forward to. I, I think that's like a perfect like segment and actually a great segue also to technology, how you've been exposed to that for a couple of years now, like those people. And now how you have like a passion almost for, you know, technology in the world. And so we have the mergers and acquisitions of the week segments. Yeah. I think this is going to be something that Tim really takes in stride. So you want to talk about something that you found that's interesting for our listeners? Yeah. Okay. This is a, this will be a fun one. So M&A of the week, what, what activity went on? Well, we saw tons and tons of activity last week and all these like IPOs and crazy stuff going on. But in terms of M&A, one of the sectors I'm really interested in is gaming. Uh, I just bought a Switch thanks to the company allowing me to spend half their corporate subsidy on a Switch. So I bought a Nintendo Switch, been loving it. Really like playing games my whole life, but sort of dropped away ever since college started and, and post-grad. Obviously, a lot of other responsibilities. One of the games that I really enjoyed growing up with in high school was something called Skyrim. It's a big open RPG game. You play in medieval times, uh, you can do what you want. You can, you know, travel the world, go through cities, go through, go through caves, uh, mountains, really fun game. Uh, and it's made by a developer called Bethesda, who's owned by a parent company, Zenimax. They're known for making really great games, Skyrim being one of them. And so when I saw the news earlier this week that one of the coolest companies in the world really making strides forward with Satya as its leader, Microsoft ended up acquiring Zenimax and by respect, Bethesda for like seven point something billion dollars. Let me see if I can get the right figure for that. Seven point um, five billion. Seven point five billion. That's like that's ridiculous. Uh, that's that might be the biggest M and A activity we've seen in the gaming space in a long time. And so I think this is just one of the really really cool things that Microsoft is doing in this space. Gaming obviously becoming a lot more empowered via the cloud um, and a lot of these subscription options. Microsoft recently launched Game Pass, which is uh, a Netflix-type model, except instead of watching movies and watching TV, consuming content, you can actually uh, play games. So you don't have to buy the games themselves. 
much like you don't have to buy or rent the movies, you can just get Game Pass. This is, I think, one of their strides in a different direction. They're just going to buy an entire developer. With the previous generation of games, I think Microsoft went in an entertainment direction, sort of like stepping back away from gaming and saying, hey, this Xbox One is all about entertainment. You can put your movies on there. You can play like Blu-rays and whatnot. This is going to be like an entertainment hub. But then I think with the next Xbox release, they're all about the game experience. And Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, has actually explicitly said that in a few of his press releases. And so I think this is a really great direction they're going to take. Brings together a lot of like challenges with exclusivity stuff, like are Bethesda games, like these massively popular games that a lot of people play, critically acclaimed, are they going to be exclusive to Microsoft's products? Probably like PC and Xbox, or is this going to launch in a lot of different titles? Are there going to be partnerships with like Nintendo, putting Skyrim on Nintendo, or putting that on a, on a PS4 or PS5 game? So a lot of different questions there from a consumer's perspective. From a business perspective, this is crazy. This is wild. I love it. Microsoft is becoming a real powerhouse, and I think with its whole cloud backing, it's going to be paving the way for cloud gaming. So instead of owning a system, you can just play on your phone, you can play on your, your laptop, your tablet, anywhere really. Uh, Google's trying to do this with Stadia, but Google doesn't really have strong experience in gaming. I, <laughs> I'd be happy to chat about Google Gaming, but a lot of that's confidential. Uh, <laughs> but in terms of Microsoft, Microsoft is really good. information, Tim. <laughs> what, what was that? I said, uh, tell us your insider information, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, guys, y'all are going to have to sign an NDA before you listen to this. <laughs> but Microsoft is, so cloud gaming, big trend in the future. You're not going to need to own like an actual system. You're just going to get a controller and uh, you launch it from your laptop, your phone, whatnot, using the processing power from both your phone and whatever cloud server you're doing. Essentially, Microsoft has the infrastructure for that and the gaming capabilities. Like they've been in gaming. They know their audience. They've done this for a long time with Xbox. Google doesn't have any of that gaming repertoire and they've hired a lot of gaming leadership to, to come in and help out. But honestly, like the sector, the industry within Google is just a little bit weak. Microsoft has both the cloud capabilities, I think better than Google, but can't play favorites, but they definitely have the gaming advantage. So I think Microsoft is going to pave the way for that. I think that's going to look really cool from a business and consumer perspective. But yeah, yeah. that's my little spiel on this. Uh, you can tell I'm pretty passionate about both topics. Really cool stuff going on, though, in this space. I think entertainment's going to change a lot, especially with things like cloud coming up. Yeah, thanks for uh, sharing. Hopefully, uh, if you're interested in buying stock, just know that it we're not held liable to anything. <laughs> yeah, do we, we got to include that disclaimer. Got a short yeah. Tesla. The disclaimer, we're not experts in anything. We just like certain topics. Um, we just so, pretend to know. <laughs> yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, with, with sharing all this knowledge, I feel like entertainment's such a big aspect. I know that you have some knowledge also of entertainment, although in a different direction. You're a big TV guy, right? Yes, I, I like to consume some content every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> no, my, my favorite thing is to really get into characters and watch like stories take place. So... TV has been something that I've really enjoyed during 2020. Specifically, I want to talk about The Boys, which is season two of the show has just come out. I actually just saw a new episode today. We Them Boys. Uh, podcast, huh? Oh, nothing. Just We Them Boys. We Them Boys, yeah. Yeah, so The Boys is actually one of Amazon's first <clears throat> breakout shows. So they've had other successes with like The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. 
but this is like a broader appeal. So basically the premise of The Boys is that it started out as a comic, kind of making fun of other superhero franchises, but in a more realistic sense. So take Superman, for instance. Superman generally is a benevolent character. So, you know, even though they're very powerful, uh, they want to do good. And so for the most part, Superman, you would think is like a good person, right? But in The Boys, there's a character called Homelander, who is basically the superhero, Superman equivalent, and he is a psychopath. <laughs> it's, he, he basically is in it for his own vanity, greed, and also just for to show off his powers in some sense. It's, like, it's almost like there's no respect for human life. And so watching a superhero show that I think would be more realistic in real life, because you know, if people just all of a sudden had the powers to fly or lift cars or anything like that, you think they're all going to be like nice people and like save the world? No, they're going to try to rob banks. They're going to, you know, take over, you know, countries and stuff like that. And that's exactly what happens in the show. It's very gory. I love the comedy. It's kind of like Deadpool-esque where they like to make fun of themselves, but also there's a lot of like fourth wall meta kind of character analysis where like, obviously everyone knows like the show is fake, but you still, when you're watching it, you love these characters because it feels so real and the stakes are so high because it's a superhero show. So yeah, I'm watching season two right now. They just, Amazon just announced that they're already creating a spinoff of the show because it's so popular. So they're going to create like a college university version where superheroes are like learning how to develop their powers and all of the shenanigans that goes with college but on a superhero level kind of reminds me of sky high did you ever see that movie tim sky high probably was it like the high school it was like the kid who could fly and could also like with super strength yeah exactly it was just like a high school where like everyone had superpowers and you know it would it was a good story, but it was just like a little movie. I feel like that is going to be, it's going to be like an R-rated version of that movie, but like for a TV show. So I'm excited about this franchise. I think it's has a lot of potential and uh, it's been what I've been watching recently. So that's what I wanted to share with everyone, the girls and the boys. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Never say that joke again. Uh, <laughs> the boys, yeah. uh, you introduced me to the boys uh, in Tahoe, uh, episode one, the pilot. Yes, I did. I tried to get Tim into it, just like I got him into Black Mirror. I, I What I do is I force him down on the couch and I say, watch this for an hour. And then I explain to him for another hour why it's so great. And if he's not indoctrinated by then, then I don't know what to do. So Usually, yes. <laughs> Usually I drink the Kool-Aid and it's just, I gulp it down and I, I die like Jamestown. But in the case of the boys, I think there was like a particular scene of, what's her name? She's like the, the girl, like the country girl. She like throws up in the toilet after getting like molested. Uh, that yeah. <laughs> that kind of turned me off of it a little bit. It's it's an adult show. That's that's what my disclaimer to you is like, don't, don't do this. Don't watch this show if you have a weak stomach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, like a, a a weak and a strong stomach, I guess. It was but a yeah. really cool concept, though. I think turning this whole superhero genre on its head, like, I think Deadpool was the first one to try doing that. Like, superheroes aren't, you know, the hero heroes that they aim to be. 
but the boys is like a really interesting take on it also and i I vibe with the concept i think it's really dope yeah there's a lot of gore and stuff and there's really adult topics that like tim mentioned it like molestation you think superpowers aren't gonna like rape people like (laughs) sorry it's just like it's yeah it's really not great but yeah so i would recommend like checking the show out and that's gonna be about it for today so what do we got in the future tim so future state coming up i'm sure you guys might get tired of us just rambling on our own just tim and ethan ethan and tim the boys so in the future if you are interested (laughs) then we are gonna have some guests coming on mostly our friends mostly people who can handle being around us for what right now it's like an hour already (laughs) so limited selection of people but essentially we want guests showing up we we want to interview them we want to chat with them basically riff off each other and just see what what everyone's doing these days i think the cool thing about our podcast is that it's because it's about like us being friends there are other ways that we have grown our friendship so we have like a a circle of friends that we'd like to include as part of this journey and yeah we've already reached out and some people have said yes so in the future we look forward to having some fun story time slash reminiscing and uh, catching up t- with our friends from college. And maybe maybe if our fan base grows, we'll invite some of our fans on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> this could be a bad idea. This is going to be a bad idea. Like a, a stand type of person. Why don't, why don't we invite the first person that gives Tim garlic? I think yeah. if Ship someone is... To 555 Mission Street, San Francisco. Don't write my name. That's Deloitte's work, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just going to be so confused in the office. It's been closed for so long. They open the door to the mail room, and there's just this 10-foot garlic, one year to grow in the mail room. Oh my gosh, that'd be funny. You're, like, first time back, and there's, like, like bushels of garlic, and it says tea talks on it. And you're just like, <laughs> I don't know what this is. You keep walking. <laughs> Well, if we start monetizing and starts making more than my salary, then I won't be back at the office. So please send me garlic. Please send us money, guys. Just, we need it. We really need that. Okay. And uh, yeah, so that that's going to be it for today. I'd like to thank my co-host, Tim. And I'd like to <laughs> thank uh, my boy right here, Ethan Turr. I think that's Ether on, on Humble. What is it? What are they called? Binge? bit are you talking about the dating apps yeah 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 Yeah, you guys can tell i've been out of the game i don't i don't date yeah hinge and bumble and there's the classical tinder um i'm not dating either i don't know why you mentioned that uh Uh, right yeah you're not dating yeah he's not dating guys you guys i'm a i'm a little priest now i got my chastity belt on we're good okay well Um, we didn't need to know what your ex left at your house you know, it's a, it's actually a joint chastity belt. Have you ever heard of this? <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, it's, so it like uh, you know, like the friendship bracelets where like they kind of like connect. So you both wear the instead of wearing like a what what is it like you wear like a purity ring instead of that stuff where like obviously people are breaking the rules. You wear a joint chastity belt, which is like a a purity ring for your pelvic area. So yeah, that's what I have with my ex. So where I still haven't taken mine off, so I'm still waiting to see who's the weaker person. That's really um, that's really hot, you know. 
I never never thought you'd be capable of that. I think it's dope. Uh, I think it's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna put some crosses on it for my Christian audience. Maybe I'll put Shout TikToks on the back. audience. Huh? Shout out to our religious audience. We'll like we'll do like one religion. Like we'll we'll sponsor a religion each episode. It's like next week it'll be Buddhism. Yeah, we'll work our way up to like Christianity and Islam. Yeah, uh, the big two. <laughs> I mean, those are the most populated ones. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, Tim. We think we learned a lot about each other. Just like how much you love me. It's been really awesome to to hear you. I, I, like, I don't think I've ever had you recorded how much you love me. And like, it just, it's really nice to like be able to go back to this podcast. Like when our, when our, we're in our like 60s, we're like, oh yeah, I remember he was that guy who just loved his best friend so much that he created a podcast with him. That's I don't want to be time. here anymore. <laughs> what? what? What are you talking about? I'm you, just you gonna love, go. You're gonna go? No, you can't leave me. That's I, not allowed. I, I'm not your ex, so I will leave you. Well, who says my ex left me? She's always in my heart. So no. how did this go? We have to always end in a sappy way. I think that's our, that's for, that's for me, but it's also for our listeners to know that like, we like to joke around, but at the end it's, it's a pure loving relationship we have um, with a little bit of BDSM. It's just a little bit. And, and there's no humor at all. It's just all love. Like we're not funny people. We're just, we're just here to make some money. Yeah, exactly. If if you've made it this far, it's because you want to pay us. So, cheers to our teeters out there who are gonna help us quit our jobs and make podcasts for the rest of our lives. So, yeah, cheers thank to you, the guys. Teeters. Yeah, right. thanks. thanks, guys. See you on next episode where we potentially bring on a guest, and then we will have more TV show recommendations from Ethan, more M of the week from Tim and more bad, bad humor from the both of us. We'll see you next week. The worst. The worst kind. Okay. The worst. Bye, y'all. All right, peace.